The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban, on this Friday evening on the 12th of October, corresponding to, I, I believe, the first of Safar, month, second month of the Islamic calendar 1440 already commenced. As usual, broadcasting live to Luton on 105.1 FM and also broadcasting across the across the UK, across our sister stations in Sheffield, Link FM, Peterborough, Derby. Be Nottingham and uh, live Facebook stream on facebook.com forward slash inspirefm Luton so you get to see who's who and who's in the studio and what we're up to and nationally internationally you can listen to us on inspirefm app inshallah which you can download as usual so plenty of ways to stay tuned in and most importantly tune in today and listen to today's discussion and debate and get joining in into the debate heads up it's showtime here in the studio of inspirefm as we tackle head-on Khabib versus McGregor in the first full hour. That's right, you heard me correctly. It's Khabib versus McGregor all over again here in the Inspire FM studio. But not quite the fight. I'm discussing Khabib versus McGregor in terms of the fight and the aftermath of the fight. So I want to uh, I wanna really have a, uh, an all-time record here at the Inspire FM, inshallah ta'ala. I want to get as many SMS, WhatsApp messages from our listenership and get your views and get your opinions in terms of the epic fight Habib versus McGregor the post fight and the ongoing fiasco right so that's what we're going to be discussing in the first hour first full hour I want to hear your thoughts I want to hear your views what are your thoughts what are your views with regards to the fight the post fight and the ongoing fiasco right so you need to know the number 01582 01582481822 is the number to call me here in the studio and I'm going to have a packed studio, a lot of guests so we really want to get your thoughts and we want to get your opinions to our panellists inshallah some of the some of our panellists are experts in terms of the, the MMA world, the grappling world I'm going to introduce them in, in, in a short while but in, in the meantime I want to get your thoughts, your views 01582481822 and if you want to send in your SMS or your WhatsApp messages 0779 0779 7948182 so that's the number 0779481822 for your SMS WhatsApp first hour of Inspire FM Friday night live today with me Hafi Shaban is Khabib versus McGregor Right, so that's what we're going to be discussing the first hour, inshallah ta'ala. Second hour of the show, we've also got some interesting stories to be covered. We're going to be discussing Turkey Turkey to search Saudi consulate for Jamal Khashoggi. Now, this is, of course, the breaking news over the last couple of days. Uh, Mr. Khashoggi, a critic of the Saudi government, has not been seen since he entered the Saudi consulate on the 2nd of October. Some disturbing news, developing news that is coming from Turkey with regards to what's been happening in the Saudi consulate and we're going to be discussing that in Shalatana's second hour from 7pm with Mr. Ajmal Masroor who's Ajmal Masroor now he's been on the receiving end of some Saudi action also so we're going to be covering that later on at 7pm in Shalatana and finally we're going to be finishing off this evening show 
with a mental health day, right? So it's the mental health day on the 10th of October, it was rather, but it's also the mental health month awareness uh, month or awareness day. So we're going to be covering that with Dr. Sarah, who's a psychologist, and she's going to be giving us her perspective on the mental health day and month and the awareness. And we're going to be going into that, inshallah, as we end the show this evening. So a jam-packed show. As always, inshallah, Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban, and we're going to be going into our main story today, this evening. One hour of it, Khabib versus McGregor, inshallah. Right, so all of you, a lot of you, I'm sure, would have stayed up uh, late night, uh, was it Saturday? I've I've almost forgotten, uh, to watch the fight. A lot of you have been following the, the, the news story as it's broken across the week. And we've seen what a, what a fight, firstly, and then what, what post-fight activities that have been happening in Las Vegas and the ongoing fiasco, right? So we've heard it all, and I'm going to be discussing with a number of guests that I've got this evening with me in the studio, and plus who I've got on, on the phone, inshallah ta'ala. And we're going to be covering this from many different perspectives. I'm going to look at it from the, in terms of the fight very briefly. But really, we're going what we're going to focus on is the hypocrisy of what's come out of the post-fight fiasco. We're going to look at the uh, the hypocrisy. We're going to look at Khabib uh, a, a little in terms of his standing within the Muslim youth and under a huge amount of following that he's had across the Muslim world and in particularly the Muslim youth. I'm going to be looking at that. And then we're also going to be looking at the rise of not only MMA, but wrestling and grappling as the uh, as the Habib fiasco and the Habib, you know, you can say euphoria takes over the Muslim youth and the Muslim ummah, inshallah ta'ala. So that's that's uh, the lineup this evening. As I said, 0158248188220779481822. And I want to really hear from all of you p- good people, whether you're in Luton, Nottingham, Derby, Peterborough, or anywhere else listening to me, your views, your thoughts on the fight. But before that, inshallah, I'm going to introduce to you my panelists here in the studio, inshallah. I've got a couple of brothers, mashallah, with me who are experts in this area. Let me let me introduce them to you. So I've got brother Salman Kiani, inshallah, from the Luton Grappling Club. Salaam and welcome, uh, Salman. Right, and is that brother Fessel? That's correct, yeah. Right, so I've also got brother Fessel also, mashallah, who's also from the... Luton Grappling Club. Is that correct, uh, brother? That's correct, yeah. Uh, brother Fessel? Okay, excellent, mashallah. Right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up firstly, right, and get your very brief opinions and views on the fight itself. Uh, what a fight. Alhamdulillah. What a fight it was. What a <laughs> fight it was. Hack versus battle has been it was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, in terms of a fight, subhanAllah, all, all this talk of McGregor yeah. and, you know, McGregor's, you know, right hand or left hand, whatever it may be, and Right from the moment go, man, I just saw fear on this guy's yeah, face, man. Yeah, yeah. He was petrified. 100%, 100% petrified. It was a great fight. As yeah. Khabib, he, you know, he won the fight standing. He won the Even standing, yeah, right? Yeah. Even standing, yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah. I mean, that was incredible, yeah, yeah. man. When he knocked McGregor down, that was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody's knocked McGregor down before. Right. As right. in, he's taken some good shots, some yeah. good, you know, punches and strikes, but he's never dropped to the canvas. Wow. Suppose. And so for him to drop to the canvas, Alhamdulillah, was a big, you know, was a big deal. There's always a first, right? Of course. Of oh, okay. course. Fantastic. I mean, first of all, what, what, what are your thoughts? Alhamdulillah, honestly, I was shocked how good he done. I didn't think it would be that easy fight for him. 
Yeah. But whole four rounds, he dominated every single round. C- complete domination, huh? Hundred percent for four rounds. All right, so so that that's the fight. And mashallah, I was watching the fight in Leeds. I I, I got to confess, and there was hundreds, hundreds of you know Pakistanis <laughs> or or non Pakistanis, whatever they were, and it was just Khabib, Khabib, Khabib. I remember, and the atmosphere was just electric. And I'm gonna come on to that later on in terms of, you know, what has Habib done to the Muslim youth? Or, you know, the confidence he's given them in terms of Islam, the identity, because he's been a fantastic role model, and 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 in terms of his character, his personality, the way he's hot held on to Islam, right? All of that stuff. We'll discuss that all a bit later. But I, I want to go straight into the post-fight, right? The <laughs> post-fight, right? Because that, that's the, the main, you know, the main discussion this evening, right? The post-fight, right? So we saw the fight, fantastic fight, complete dominated. As Habib said, we're going to talk in the ring and, you know, uh, <laughs> some of those the, the social media videos going on were, were fantastic, right? Let's talk now, man. This is the, this is the time to talk. <laughs> Let's talk, man, talk. In, in the octagon, man. Yeah, he, he was talking he, to him in the cage. He, he couldn't talk, man. He couldn't talk in the octagon, man. <laughs> that was him, man. He was just taking a, he was taking a beating at, that's the time to talk. Of you course, you couldn't talk, right? He had his opportunity all, as well. So, so, so tell me about all this showman, you know, the, this showcase and all of this showmanship, you know, beforehand. You know, all of this talking. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. But when it came to it, of course, he couldn't. He couldn't match up with. Uh, he couldn't match up with Khabib in the ring, right? Hundred uh, percent. And then, of course, I mean, uh, what, what happened after that? What, what's your interpretation in terms well, of look, the views? The great thing about fighting mm. is that you can't hide from reality. Yeah, you know McGregor could have said whatever he wanted to said before mm. the fight, but when mm. that, like Habib said, when that, you know, the door closes in that cage, yeah. it's reality. You get a yeah. reality check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't hide from it. That's it, man. <laughs> you can't hide from it. <laughs> I, and, I, I, yeah, go on. And the run up to, you know, as in everybody knows what was said, McGregor, you know, he says stuff about Islam. He says stuff right. about, you know, Habib's father, yeah. about his friends, about his family. Mm. And you know, he, he passed so many boundaries. You know, you can't mm. go. Past mm. those boundaries. All right, so so let's touch upon that. And, and listeners, oh one five eight two four eight one eight double two. What are your views in terms of the fight? I want to hear your views from our listeners. Zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two. SMS, WhatsApp. Your thoughts, your, your feedback in terms of the fight and 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 the fiasco post fight and all of this hypocrisy. So I mean, Habib. I mean. Totally, totally out of character, right? In terms of <laughs> what, what he goes ahead and, and he does straight after the fight, right? Totally out of character. But then very quickly, it shows his character again because immediately he's apologizing, right? Yeah. He immediately, even when he goes back, I mean, the videos that have come out, he goes back into his dressing room immediately and, and the video of, uh, and, and, the, and, and the camera has caught the fact that he goes back and he's uh, speaking to his coach and he's apologizing again yeah. to his yeah. coach for what happened. And, and then w- one of his videos, he says, you know, you can't keep the, you know, the eagle locked up. And that's what it was, man. The well, I think he was more scared. He, he, he just literally flew out the octagon, man. <laughs> I think he was more worried about what his father would say when he got home. Uh, absolutely. He was too right. worried about that. So, I, I mean, so out of character shows his, shows his, re, re, um, and, and the fact that, you know, he's had, he's taken weeks, right, of all of this nonsense from, from Conor McGregor, these insults, right? You know, he's, you know, Conor McGregor, McGregor Let's 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 face the facts. Let's, let's you know he's had an open license to do whatever he likes. Yeah. To of course sell the fight, and he's done that previously. Sell the fight, go out there, get the interest, generate all all the marketing around it. Say what you need to say. You know, of course, we want as many pay-per-view hits and subscriptions as possible. That's the idea. But did he did he 
not go over the line. But look, we can't forget what McGregor done to the bus. You know, mm. he attacked the bus yeah. with one of those dollies. Yeah. He smashed the window when Khabib was inside the bus. Yeah. People got injured, people got hurt. Yeah. And he got away with it scot free. Mm. He mm. did you know, he received no punishment from you know the organization yeah and he went way past the mark right way all right so i'm going to come on to in terms of the punishment but in terms of his you know in terms of the showmanship and in terms of the hypocrisy in terms of the the attacks in terms of the insults it's it's all you know the religion that you just mentioned yeah, earlier yeah, his yeah. he attacked his father he attacked him in terms of being backward he had i mean there's nothing that he left right to try to aggravate or incite khabib into some kind of response and you know fantastic personality i mean if it was anyone else anyone oh, else yeah, yeah. you would have reacted right you would have reacted Definitely. but he he helped he, he held it in he held it in but i mean i i guess he's a human being at the end of the day and he just couldn't keep it held in uh, much longer and you can uh, you can imagine imagine the adrenaline i mean somehow i forget about khabib i mean i have to tell you man when i was watching that fight with all of these hundreds man we were on our we were standing on our sofas man we were not sitting we're down it, it, absolutely right so everyone's on their sofa so you can imagine what he's going through course, right and then he's be, you know all of this you know tormenting that he's had to go yeah. through and now even some of the video videos that were released i mean even to the extent that even after he had won you know the, he was being referred to as so-called the, the the muslim you know rat yeah you know, yeah. You know th those kind of you know uh totally below the belt kind of uh, you know attacks and insults right uh that's what we were seeing but as you said all right so you know the team mcgregor and not only with khabib but even previously with mayweather oh, yeah, they, yeah. They've, they've they've received this open license it's almost as if it's been sanctioned by the ufc to go away and, and do whatever is needed to create the you know the publicity the profile and so on and so forth so it total outright hypocrisy now that they're coming in and they're saying you know we're completely upset it makes me sick that these ugly scenes you know this is unacceptable what the scenes of April didn't make you sick? That's correct. They're saying that Khabib's a bad influence on kids. Yeah. But as when McGregor was swearing on TV, drinking right. alcohol, right. is that not bad influence on kids as well? Oh, this is this is incredible. It's one thing for him, and it's yeah. one different thing for Khabib. Right, exactly. Right. So I've I've got another. We've we've got a guest. We've got a panelist on on the on the telephone too. I've got brother Ibrahim uh, Dar, mashallah, who is also. Uh, mashallah, uh, 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 from Bradford, South London, community worker, social media activist, and mashallah, he's been very active with regards to not only the youth but on this particular issue. Uh, let me welcome him to uh, the Friday Night Live program. Uh, Asalaamu Alaikum, Brother Ibrahim. Wa Alaikum Asalaam uh, Welcome and Jazakallah for joining us, uh, Brother Ibrahim. Barakallah for letting me take part in this show, something I'm really eager to talk about. Alhamdulillah. So, so we've been discussing the fight very quickly, but we've moved on to straight in terms of the post-fight, and of course, you know, the eagle couldn't be contained within the octagon, flew out of the octagon, right? Totally out of character. But the question is inevitable, inevitable with all the provocation that he's he's received, and, and what open, complete, you know, in terms of double standards and hypocrisy that we're seeing. Definitely. First of all, um, I personally agree with what Habib has done to a certain degree. And the reason I agree with him is because I think a lot of values that we're losing today yeah. is respect and honour. Yeah. And we're living in a time now where I remember when I was in school, yeah. you insult someone's mum and the person would lash out to you straight away and everybody would agree that why did you kiss the man's mum for? Yeah. And now we're living in a time where, and now though, it's because, then you see in the in the youth, mm. when people use it in rap 
scenes and everything where you're insulting people's families, their mm. mother, their father. Mm. It's becoming a bit of acceptable. Sometimes it's a bit comedy for kids to do it. Yeah. And I think it's a line that you have to remember that you, there's certain things that you can't. So, 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 so it's, a, it's, it's a red line that, that has been crossed. But but saying that it's, it's a red line that has been crossed, even, even then we will not condone, you know, I mean, I mean, and, and even Habib himself and his, all of his camp, it was totally out of character for him. He, he'd been pro- it's provoked. It's out of character. But let's remember, let's remember, yeah. it's out of character. He did yeah. lose it a little bit, but he yeah. jumped over. He was withheld by security straight yeah. away. That's yeah. what security is there for. Correct. Conor McGregor did that against Jose Aldo. He went right over into the barriers, into the crowd, squared up to Aldo. Yeah. He didn't hit, and Aldo didn't hit back. Don yeah. Dylan Danis actually threw punches at yes. Habib. Yes. Is he yes. not going to get into any trouble? And this is where you're talking about the double standards. Yeah, double standards. You're but, a but, lot of double standards. My, my question to you, Ibrahim, is all right. So I've got I've got brothers here from the the local grappling club, brother Salman Faisal, and they, they're they're raising this too, right? So we we see. Uh, one standard when it comes to Islam, Muslims, uh, Islamic religion being attacked, it's almost like an open license, right? But when 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 Conor McGregor's been doing it, it's it, it's it's been completely we've turned a blind. You know the the what, what is it? The UFC, well. uh, Dan White, they've turned a complete blind eye to it all. But that's that. You know what it is. I think that's a lesson for everyone to understand. That's the reality. When I was talking mm. to a lot of people, mm. yeah, they didn't see the YouTube footages yet, and they were all attacking Khabib. Yeah. When people saw the YouTube videos, yeah. Yeah, which is probably our best source of news nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They everybody saw it in a complete different angle, and because of that, they're willing to change their mind. If mm. it wasn't for the YouTube videos, trust me, mm. Khabib would be made a lot more worse than he actually is right now. Yes, mm. he should have controlled himself. Yeah. You know, controlling your anger is the best thing that you can do. His yeah. father, everybody agreed to it. Yeah. But at the same time, we have to understand that everybody does have a breaking point. It's human nature. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody is an angel. Yeah. You're going to one day sometimes lose it. And the issue here is that insulting and breaking lines has mm. to stop. Mm. If you want to cast and make a bit of banter, that's one thing. But to insult yeah. your religion, one's yeah. father, one's mother, etc. Yeah. Yeah. There's a line out there. And I think that is straight up the case. Khabib, Connor and his team. Yeah. were getting away with a lot of things. They gave yeah. Connor. You know what they said? I think they said they watched the video yeah. and they gave Connor's money back, and they're going to withhold Habib's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they yeah. watched the videos yeah. clearly, yeah, yeah, they yeah, would have yeah. seen a complete difference. Yeah, uh, uh, no, 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 absolutely. I think the le- the mm. One thing, the lesson here is: mm. look, you got good characters, nice mm. people like Habib and mm. Muhammad Salah. Mm. The media is waiting for you to make one mistake. ya and, and I've actually written against McGregor and saying that they you know what what McGregor has been doing and what the UFC has been condoning and what Dana White has been condoning it it's it, it was inevitable for this to happen and and this is a complete double yeah, standard on the other hand there's an argument of freedom and liberal uh, liberal that you're living in a freedom uh, you know a society of freedom so McGregor can say whatever he likes but you know Habib he should have contained himself within the octagon well, containing yourself in the octagon, I agree. But let me make this clear. Yeah. If it wasn't for those extra video footages yeah. that people have seen to yeah. clear Habib up, right? Yeah. 
this whole insult would have been let off. Habib, mm. all of Connor's actions would have been completely let off. Mm. The reason they have to come and side with anything of Habib and understand where he's coming from yeah. is because of Connor making the first punch mm. and because of Dylan Dennis also attacking Habib and he mm. could have just done what Jose Aldo did. So because they are in the wrong, right. they have to obviously speak out against it as well. This whole issue of double standards, in my friend, ain't going to change. Yeah. I think the media have to... People, because people have all seen the YouTube videos, yeah. everybody on a professional level on YouTube has been cussing Connor. Mm. The media has no choice but to say something good. But again, you said they are going to use the liberal, uh, the whole thing issue. If they wanted to be straight up on it, bruv, they would have attacked Connor right from the beginning. Right. UFC would not have allowed it to continue. Yeah. UFC, you know, UFC is able to punish Habib's cousin to not fight in the next fight. Yes. But, um, the, the Connor was fight. able to. Yes. Yeah, but Connor is able to have a big yes. major fight yes. with lots of money. It's complete double standard. All they right. don't give a All damn, right. bruv. Okay, okay. We're, we're gonna just, just hold on, Ibrahim. Just hold on. We're gonna, we're gonna come back to 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 just uh, to to that point and some further points. Just a, a reminder to our listeners. That you are tuned in to, to, with me, Hafi Shaban, on the Friday Night Live show, and we are discussing McGregor versus Habib or Habib versus McGregor for the first hour of the show. And I really want to hear from our listeners. What do our listeners think? 01582 Get your thoughts, get your views into us, listeners. What are your thoughts? Double standards, hypocrisy, the latest is the latest news a couple of hours ago I read earlier on the BBC website was Conor McGregor he was already temporarily suspended for medical ground on medical ground for a month after receiving the beating from Khabib but anyway uh, Khabib at the moment he's been temporarily suspended until further investigation right so now Khabib has also been temporarily suspended not that he was gonna fight anyway immediately but he has been suspended DFC uh, DFC UFC sorry DFC you UFC and uh, what's this chap's name? Dane White have actually made uh, you know announcement that he shouldn't be stripped of his uh, of his belt, so he's, he's re- retaining his belt, but he hasn't still been paid yet. He hasn't still been paid, right? So his money has still been That's withheld. Nevada has got Nevada's got the money, not UFC. Right, so Nevada's got the money, and they're, they're the ones who need to make, make a certain the, commission. The they've right. got his money, yeah. All right, so so okay, so it's fantastic. All right, so unfortunately, we, we have to go for uh, the Maghrib Azan. So it's the Maghrib time, uh, listeners, and and also to my my panelists. Uh, Mashallah, I've just been reminded by the producers. I totally forgot. In the spirit of Khabib versus McGregor, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go for the Azan, uh, brother Ibrahim, right? So we're gonna come back in a couple of minutes, and we'll continue with the discussion because, Inshallah. in particularly from from your perspective, I wanna I wanna look, I wanna focus on Habib as a, as a role model for our youth all right so his his character has been very interesting very much like Salah what you Muhammad Salah as you, as you were discussing earlier and I also want to see what's the impact been on the Muslim youth right and what is the potential in terms of uh, t- you know uh, going forward right and, and also looking at Definitely. some a bit of MMA wrestling and grappling right so after the Azan if you can just hold on inshallah for a couple of minutes is that okay Alright, listen, we're going to go to the Maghrib Azan and then we're going to resume after the break and after Maghrib Azan, inshallah, don't, don't go away. It's Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Did you know that all of Rasulullah wasallam's children died before him except for his daughter, Fatima radiallahu anha?
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban, inshallah ta'ala, on uh, the 12th of October uh, this evening, uh, 2018. So we are, we have been discussing uh, Khabib versus Conor McGregor in the first half an hour of the show. We're going to be continuing to discuss that in the next half an hour, but our perspective of discussion is going to slightly change. So we're going to be looking at Habib. Uh, we're going to be looking at Habib as a role model for our Muslim youth, right? So we're going to be focusing on Habib. Is he a good role model for our Muslim youth, right? So that's the question. Is he a good role model for our Muslim youth? We're going to be looking at the impact of Habib versus Conor McGregor on the youth, right? And we're also going to be looking at MMA wrestling and grappling and everything else associated with MMA wrestling and grappling with a couple of experts here in the studio, inshallah ta'ala. And I've also got brother Ibrahim on the line, inshallah ta'ala. So that's the lineup for the next half an hour. So let me go straight to brother Ibrahim and also to my guests in the studio, brother Faisal and brother Salman. First, Ibrahim Habib. Brother Ibrahim, Salaam alaikum. Yes. You're with me? Right, I, I want to ask you, Habib, a good role model for our Muslim youth? Uh, I think so, to be honest, mm. in many ways. You know, not, I wouldn't say 100%. Yeah. I think we have to remember our real role models are the Sahaba, um, right. the ones who, especially the ones who have been promised Jannah, yes. and the people who have lived up to those expectations. But mm. in terms of sports, um, I think there's a lot of positive things mm. that we can gain from that because mm. in terms of role models today, people like to see real-life examples. Yeah. We are more influenced by real-life examples. And in mm. this game of sports, we have mm. two types. You have some people who really suck up to be part of you know, the, to be to fit in kind of thing, you know, yeah. and they never represent Islam, they never give yes. Islam, yes. they don't talk about the religion, yes. and you see them in the media living a complete jail lifestyle. Yes. And sadly, just because of the name being a Muslim, a lot of Muslims will still give them that love and support. And, you know, the fact is that Muslims even made it into sport is a big thing for them. Do you see yes. my point? Yeah, yeah, I get your point. Um, I, I mean, I mean, okay, uh, I think it's a fair, I, fair enough, fair enough point, Brother Ibrahim, right? Uh, but, but, you know, the last couple of weeks, I mean, I, I didn't know Habib, right, before, you know, all of this, you know, paparazzi media coverage of, of this fight all started, right? But si since he's been introduced to the international, you know, kind of media and to the, you can say to the Ummah, at that level, at least for people who have not necessarily followed MMA closely, right? What you have seen is a person who's really been proud of his deen. He's really represented Islam. You know, he's Alhamdulillah, Mashallah, Inshallah, constantly referring to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, constantly referring to his belief, right? That must have been, you've been a, you know an, an incredible message to the youth who were following that build up to this huge fight, right? That here's a guy who's about to go to his to his prime fight in his whole career. And he's holding on to Islam, he's talking about Islam, he's talking and, and the character of being cool, calm, collective, patient in the face of all of this nonsense that was being, you know, thrown at him from this individual Conor McGregor. It must have been a fantastic, you know, kind of a, a message going out to the Muslim youth that this is how you need to hold yourself, this is how you need to carry yourself and you need to be proud of your Islam. And that's why I was saying that that's the positive side towards it. It's yeah. because he is proud of his religion. He's proud of what he stands for. Yeah. He's proud of his values. He's proud right. of his honor. And when people are mocking him in any way, he was able to show a lot of right. good conduct and it shows a lot of adab, his yes. behavior, the way he is as a person. Right. Okay. And most importantly, he is open and proud to be a Muslim. He's not going to shy away from it. If somebody Correct. wants to offer him alcohol, yes. he just turns it away. 
rain. Yeah. Um, he comes up modestly for the rains a lot of the time. Fantastic. Obviously, the, the, uh, the official ones he can't because yeah. he has to do the official yeah. rain. Yeah. But when it comes to the servant, yeah. however you pronounce it, the public one for the show of it, yeah, yeah. he was covered. He had his shirt on, he had yeah. his trousers on, right. his hat on. So I think from a point of view, a lot of youth can take away to say, you know what, I'm a Muslim. Yeah, I right. can still be a Muslim and I can get involved in sports and there mm-hmm. are sports personalities out there that can make it with that. Right. Ibrahim, Ibrahim, I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got another guest that I need to go to, right? So, so just, if okay. you just hold on, inshallah. I've got Dr. No uh, Hamid Al-Hassan, inshallah. So let me see if I can put you on hold. Uh, and let me see if I can get Dr. Hamid Al-Hassan to join me live on air. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Dr. Hamid. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, akhi. I, I hope I got your name right. Dr. Hamid, right? It's Hamid. Hamid. See, Hamid. see, see. This is it. This is what I wanted to make sure. Is it Hamid or is it Hamid? Obviously, from the same root, you know, in terms of the Arabic, yeah, yeah. but obviously the slightly different connotations, right? So, Dr. Hamid Al Hassan, a fantastic Jazakallah head, junior doctor, mashallah, based in Wales, still making out the time to write a brilliant article on on this Conor McGregor versus Khabib. Actually, you know, that article is a story within itself. I mean, it was just a case of a load of brothers yeah. just putting a load of ideas together and then someone had to put pen to paper, really. It wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't just the case of me jumping on the laptop and yeah, putting yeah. something down. It was, right. it was a team effort. There was a lot of people contributing. Mashallah. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very honest of you, man. Mashallah, yeah. All right, all right. Fair, fair enough. But I mean, I, I mean, I read the article, Mashallah. It was a good article. Obviously, the, the central, what, what was the central message? Why don't you tell our listenership in terms of what was the central message of, of your article? The, the central theme of that article is essentially we have an individual here who is a worldwide phenomenon. He's mm. kind of, everyone knows his name, everyone knows what he's about. He has a really large platform, a massive mm. kind of uh, uh, people are very much into him. And despite that, and despite everything going around, he is not at all shy in any mm. way to be vocal about his Islam and the fact that he's a Muslim mm. and what that means mm. in terms of his conduct, what that means in terms of his prioritizing his family, mm. his um, prioritizing even even his many many a time in various interviews, he's relegated the support the sport. Um, really quite lowly, and he's made it clear that for him the priority hmm. is is his dean, is that is the home hmm. of the hereafter. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that he can get up on that stage yeah. um, with kind of all the bright lights and everything that exactly. comes along with it, yeah. and and to give that message, yeah. I mean that that's so inspiring. As if you're a young kid in primary school yeah. and you're shy about your religion or yeah. in secondary school, the reality is people are kind of very much hooked into this ent- entertainment industry what yes, the UFC yes, comes under. Yes. So to have someone in that environment yeah. say um, from the top of his voice, Alhamdulillah, yes. and like um, be clear, be vocal against his enmity to something like alcohol, yes. I mean, that's very inspiring Fantastic. for your, your common day man who's going yeah. to his office, going Absolutely. to school, and he's dealing with that. Absolutely. He's I'm, dealing I'm, with that challenge. Uh, uh, no, no, absolutely, Doctor uh, Doctor Hamid. Uh, brilliant point. I mean, you know, I've I've got a couple of, uh, mashallah, grappling and uh, uh, experts in, in in the studio who run gyms, right? And 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 uh, I want to bring in Brother Salman into into the discussion because, you know, I was I was mentioning to him before the, the before we went live that you know I, I've trained in some of these atmospheres in some of these gyms, right? Yeah. You know, out in Dubai here in Luton too, and 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 those gyms are very intimidating atmospheres, right? And these chaps are, are full of egos and are full of arrogance, and it'll take you months to break through yeah. and and then imagine on top of that you're the best in your field and then imagine on top of that you're the best in terms 
on, on the international standards. And then yeah, yeah, you still, you know, you can be humble and you can just, you know, hold yourself and you can actually hold on to Islam. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, in, in the gyms, I mean, the last thing you associate with them is Islam. Of course. Do you see what I'm saying? They're, they're just on this, on this ego vibe, you know, on this, you know, arrogance. And, you know, I've got this skill and that skill. Now the fact that he actually introduces Islam into that mix, man, it actually gives a, a completely different perspective. Yeah, just I think just recently now we're seeing the emergence of Muslim run gyms. Yeah. And this is a big thing because yeah. it's very, very difficult. I remember when I started grappling maybe eight, yeah. eight years ago yeah. to walk into a gym, yeah. which is, you know, full of people you don't know. Yeah. And it's very intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. These are big guys, strong yeah, guys. Yeah. And for anybody, it's intimidating. Yeah. yeah. No, but alhamdulillah, you know, here, you know, me and Fasil, and with our, you know, our head instructor, Walid, yeah. we've started a gym now here yeah. in Luton for the community. Yeah, alhamdulillah. So it's easy for the brothers to come together. It's easy yeah. for the brothers to come and learn the art. Yes. You know, it's just sunnah after Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yes. You know, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam encouraged us yes. to, you know, take part in grappling. And this is something that we've lost over the years and now we're trying to start to find it back and people like Khabib, he's bringing that sunnah back to the ummah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and have you seen genuinely, have you seen an, uh, uh, an increase in <laughs> yeah. interest? In, uh, I, I, I'm sure it won't happen overnight, right? But have you, have you seen that? It has that? happened overnight. I've had seriously? About, I've had about four or five phone calls since no. the Khabib fight asking serious? people to come down and I'm, join. I'm, well, I, I will tell you, I, you know, what did I tell you before? Yeah, that yeah, I found yeah. grappling boring, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen grappling for years, right? Yeah. And I've always found it boring as an Individual, I right? Think everyone found but it. after seeing Habib, bro, I think I, I best revisit my, you know, uh, you know, preconceived, you know, you know, you know, uh, uh, vibes See, with regards to grappling. Is, is they say it's a, it's a game of chess, yeah. human chess. Yeah. And again, it doesn't. It's not dependent on how physically strong you are. Yeah, it's all intellect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but but intellect. but there is technique there, right? Let, let me go back to my guests on the phone very quickly because I, I need I need to move on and say jazakallah ahead to them. But but Dr. Hamid, la last question for you, if I may, right? You know, we were talking about you know fantastic role models, you know, in terms of Habib uh, for for the, for uh, you know the Muslim youth, <laughs> right? You know, you know. Unfortunately, you're also going to read articles where people will come on and say, "Well, astaghfirullah," you know, MMA <laughs> hitting each other. You know, you, you know. I call them the H and H police, right? The halal and haram police. You know, they'll come out and they say, "Akhi, this is haram," and "Akhi, this, this you shouldn't be doing this." And uh, you know, they, they, you know, Akhi, you know, Muhammad Salah, you're showing your your aura, Akhi. You have not covering. You know, you know how, how do you respond to that, Doctor Hamid? Well, I think there's. Um, regardless of where we sit, I mean, uh, it, w w the case of UFC and kind of the hits to the face, I, I think there's, a, I mean, that, that, that's a, a clear issue, but the issue is dealing with the reality as opposed to a utopia. I mean, yeah. the number of Muslims, the sheer number of Muslims mm. that in the absence of someone like Khabib would yeah. look up to a different fighter, yeah. or in the absence of someone like Muhammad Salah would look up to a different footballer, yeah, the yeah. kind of, you can't get around that fact. Yeah. So with that, with this in place, regardless, of, no, no one's a perfect role, role model in yeah, that sense. Yeah. The only person who deserves that complete following mm. is Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Yeah, but the yeah. point here is, is that on a general level, this is an individual who is making. He, he's not afraid to use his platform mm. to um, tell people about um, uh, Islam, spread the message of Islam, make that make them akhirah centric. And even in the face of double standards, I mean, a very a very good point to bring up, I think, with regards to what happened post fight, is the double standards that the Muslims were faced with, and that how that he people he's not paralyzed by these double standards, yes. and with the kind of odds being piled piled against him, yes. it's very easy just to sit down and be like, oh, this isn't fair. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we need to work to level the playing field, but yes. it's important not to become paralyzed and yeah. to continue doing our thing, whatever our roles are on this on this earth. You know, yeah. I mean. There's, 
there's a whole there's a whole raft of things you can mention. Yeah. But again, you can't. There's a time. I think the criticism in some in from some points of view is valid. Yeah. But you've got to deal with the reality, which yes, is that yes, people yes. are kind of stuck in, absorbed by this entertainment industry, yeah. and that if nothing else, this is going to give them a lot more confidence yes. about their identity as Muslims, yes. about um, confidence in their in their deen, which is it's it's a win-win from whichever angle you look at. It. Right, right, Do- Doctor Hamid, I've got I've got loads of, of guests, uh, and I need to try, and I need to give them a bit of airtime too. But I really appreciate your your time this evening on Friday Night Live, and Inshallah, we'll, we'll we'll hopefully make you you know bring you on to the show uh, again in, in in the near future. Inshallah, Jazakallah for this evening. Jazakallah. I look forward to it. Yeah, cool. Assalamu alaikum. Right, so doc- that was Dr. Hamid uh, Al Hassan, Mashallah, you know, a co-author of an article where he was discussing Conor McGregor versus Khabib after Mafra. Right. I want to very quickly go to Ibrahim uh, Dar. Ibrahim, bro, Ibrahim, are you still with us? Yes, I am. I just want to get your final comments, inshallah. Ta'ala. So we were just discussing in terms of, you know, I, I mean, even in terms of, okay, MMA is, is one perspective. And I, and I don't want to go into the halal and the haram of, of MMA. I mean, I personally always despised MMA because of the sheer brutality, right? I've never been a big fan of MMA. I have to be honest with you, right? But but then, yeah. you know, someone else sends, sends around a video, you know, Khabib, he meets Putin. Uh, and, you know, people will try to, you know, point towards the other side of it, right? Uh, how easy or difficult is it for... That, you know, for someone like you know Habib or Muhammad Salah to be a conscientious kind of a sporting athlete, right? It, it, how difficult is it, or easy is it? Well, I think the reality is, brother. You know, everybody's on different levels. Yeah. Number one, if it was me personally, I would have met Putin. Yes. But I would have met Putin. Let him congratulate me. I would use it as an opportunity to engage with him and tell yes. him what he's doing is wrong. Yes. Habib, there's only so much he can do. Yes, he, he should have let him. He, yes. If it was me, I would have met Putin. Yeah. But I would also tell him what he was doing is wrong and yeah. what Muslims in general. Right. And I would make that as a public post. All right. But everybody's different. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I'm going to ask you a I very, think, very think, final every, question, Ibrahim, because I've got, I've, I'm running out of time and I've got other other people on, on uh, very yeah, very quickly are, are you also seeing you know obviously you spend a lot of time in the north in bradford are, are you seeing a lot of interest uh, you know amongst the youth in, in grappling mma you know that, but, that I done mood tie, but i've done mood yeah i've done mood tie in sense of for my own self-defense yeah. as a combat sport yeah i think a lot of people will be motivated to start doing a lot of jiu-jitsu i think it's a good thing i yeah. think there's stand-up wrestling is something that people overlook i think that is just as more important if you ask right. me right. and i think habib okay. has shown to a lot of people the, the, merits, the, great, of the merits of the sunnah yes of when it's applied you can be a champion by following that sunnah right. I, Ibrahim, you apply your wrestling ibrahim i'll have to leave it there fantastic jazakallah for, okay. for your time this Barakallah evening bro. i'm gonna me. bring you on the show later inshallah in, in the near future inshallah jazakallah Allah bless you jazakallah right so that was brother Ibrahim right so he's, he's bigging up uh, you know <laughs> you know grappling and standing up wrestling man mashallah you know I, 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 my opinion is completely now changed too right so so I'm all up for it right so alright coming back to Faisal and and, uh, and brother Salman right so you guys have literally seen this kind of peak now people yeah. are showing a lot more interest right I think you guys need to publicise not that this is free publicity for you boys yeah <laughs> But you need to publicise you know, your, your, you know what I'm saying here, yeah, your club a bit more, yeah. man, because I hadn't heard of this crapping club before, man. Yeah, as in we've been open since around March time. Right. We are quite small. March this year. March this year. Oh, so it's yeah. very new yeah. then. Very March new. Oh, but right. We are quite a small gym in terms of 
it's quite a closed circle. Yeah. But we're getting more brothers coming now. Yeah. You know, alhamdulillah. But you, you know, I mean, I mean yeah. you know, last two weeks, right? Yeah. We, we've had some youth on the, on the program. There's yeah. been some youth initiatives, you yeah. know, uh, you know, uh, st- uh, stand up for, for nothing, uh, yeah. fall for anything, yeah. right? Yeah. Something like that along those lines, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and, and this is a, an initiative and an engagement where they're going out and, you know, post, you know, all this knife crime, yeah. all this yeah. drug, all yeah. this criminality, right? But, but these gyms are a fantastic way of actually getting the of kids off those streets and saying, get in there, guys, and, and start training. Let's use that passion because these youth have got a huge amount of energy, man. If you could bottle that up and sell it, bro, you'd be and making a lot the, of money, Achim. It's, it's the energy we have to use. And yeah. it's not just the youth. It's Direct as, it in, of the, course, in the same it's way. all of us. Yeah. As in, it doesn't matter what age we are. You yeah. know, we have to channel that energy. Right. And we have to channel it in a good way. Right. And again, like I said, that's why the Prophet recommended these things yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. know, he recommended that we grapple. And there's nothing like, honestly, like if nobody's ever tried grappling before, yeah. come down, Luton Grappling Club, we're on Selborne yeah. Road. Come down, just watch it if you want. Come and watch. Come and take part, enjoy and, it. And it's not it's not intimidating, is it? If I it's come in there, bro, I'm gonna get all of these big boys here looking at you, staring me out. Maybe man. just for you. Yeah, Maybe just oh, for you. Man. And I'm definitely not coming, right? But but yeah, you know, I've got someone else on, on, on the phone, inshallah. I've got a brother Muhammad, right? So brother Muhammad is one of those brothers that I was talking about, you know, last week, right? Yeah. And the week before, you know, these brothers are involved with some initiatives, they're out on the streets, they're going and engaging with the youth, Perfect. right? They're, they're speaking with them uh, you know, in the places where the youth are comfortable, right? Uh, I, I wanna see what, what what has been the impact of this and post fight uh, from brother Muhammad I think he's from Bedford in terms of you know what, what the youth are telling him uh, brother Muhammad are you, are you with me? Assalamu alaikum brothers. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome brother Muhammad to uh, Friday night live inshallah ta'ala. Uh, I, I want to yeah, thank you for having me brother. Yeah, you're welcome bro. Uh, I want to open up to say you know what have you seen on the streets right? You've been interacting mashallah you you've been involved in this initiative going out there you know interacting with the youth. <coughs> what what have you found different over the last week two weeks with all of this hype that there was pre-fight and then the post-fight and almost you know I've seen these messages going around Hakka has won you know waqul jal haqq wa zahq al batil you know, being quoted from the Quran, yes, that the, yes. the hack has, has prevailed. What is the euphoria? What is the sentiment from the youth that you're, you're, you're meeting? Well, well uh, regards to the fight itself, subhanAllah, you know, uh, I'll be straight, I didn't, I didn't watch the fight. I need to sleep at night, you know. Oh, uh, you missed so, it, bro. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did wake up the next day and uh, I did see the highlights of the fight. Right. And I think it was quite clear that who the winner was. Yeah. Uh, with regards to obviously this fight itself, uh, I like to concentrate more on what was discussed with the youth yes. and the general public as well, exactly. but particularly the youth. Yeah. It's the build-up to this fight itself. Yeah. You know, uh, from Colin McGregor's uh, side where there's been all this abuse and slander. Yes, yes. Uh, that's what obviously has more of attraction to this fight. Yes. Because people obviously, they watch a lot of USC, uh, they watch a lot of boxing as well. Yeah. But regards to the Muslim, the youth, they got connected with because of... Uh, you know, all these things that have been said by uh, Colin McGregor with regards to the abuse and slander and, you know, attacking the religion. Yes. Uh, and then we see the consequence of that after the fight, the the brawl that took place. Yes. I mean, the youth and people in general, they know that anything from abuse and slander and attacking, they would, be, they would never have a harmonious society at all. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and obviously this is something the, the Muslims, you know, they're looking to people to, uh, to look up to regards yes. to, uh, you yeah. know, uh, uh, Role models, for example. Yes, yes, yes. And Alhamdulillah, Brother Khabib, you know, uh, with regards to the religion, he has, he has, he has stand for Islam, and uh, he's made that clear. 
Exactly, exactly. And, and, and that would have given, of course, they, they would have, you know, everyone saw that, right? And, and that is one of the reasons why, you know, Khabib, he had such a huge following, unanimous following amongst the Muslim community. I, I, I didn't find anyone, I didn't find anyone who was supporting McGregor, right? But, but, but the point was, I mean, that must have been fairly depressing pre-fight, right? And then the fight, and then the euphoria of the fight, and then the post-fight, right? Where you've seen all the hypocrisy. It must have given a, an infused enthusiasm to the youth in terms of their identity, their value, their belief. Islam, that confidence, Akhi. You know, sometimes you need that kind of a booster. Are you finding that, you know, people were really, you know, the youth were a bit, bit, bit you know, infused by, by all of that energy? Well, uh, you know, over the last probably decade or so, with all these attacks that's happening to our religion, Islam, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the youth, obviously, they're, they're looking for, you know, you know, they're looking for awareness, they're looking for role models mm. that want to come out and uh, defend their religion. Yeah. You know, they were looking at Zidane the Zidane several years ago. Exactly. Recently, yeah. they're looking at Muhammad Salah. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and alhamdulillah, these are athletes and people that are in, uh, in the media. Yes. Uh, but uh, we need to also go back to our history and, you know, see yes. how... The Prophet and yes. how the Sahaba, yes. anhum, majmain, yes. Yes. how they dealt with, they were, they were all surprised, you know, a few years ago when I was looking at the list of the Sahaba and I found out what age they were, they were all within the age of 20, majority of them. Yes, yes. You know, and, and, and this is what we need, that we need the youth to look back to our history and see that there were youth who actually came out and stood for Islam. Mm, mm. No, no, absolutely. It's, it's a good point. Youth, of, of course, in terms of they, they were the ones who were the bastions, the the, the, the torchbearers of, of Islam in the past. Is The problem is that they're not seeing many in, in, in the current context, right? Uh, and therefore, they obviously see these these role models, international limelight, international fame, you know, huge achievements. And then, yet holding on to Islam, you know, holding on to, you know, their beliefs. And that, of course, is a, is a huge, you know, influence upon our youth. What about in terms of, all right, fine, Islam. And of course, Islam is an attraction and, and a valid attraction to, to our youth in terms of their identity. What about, you know, the, the sports uh, and the likes of, you know, grappling, MMA, you know, jiu-jitsu, you know, you know, Thai boxing, kickboxing, whatever it is, right, as a means of getting the youth off the street and, you, you know, redirecting that huge amount of energy that we have amongst our youth and we got we haven't got a shortage of youth have we for sure yes alhamdulillah you know subhanallah when i was growing up yeah. uh they used to have more like taekwondo yes. karate exactly kickboxing, more specific yeah yeah exactly. over the last 10 years obviously with mma with the mixed martial arts yes. that's come in yeah uh, with the kickboxing mm. all that's involved i think alhamdulillah it's a very very good I, myself i don't like to call it a sport uh because anything that's like a real contact you know i'd see sports as more like football mm. tennis you know, sports of that kind of kind. Right, right, right. But with regards to MMA and any kind of uh, contest sport, I'd say it's very good. You know, if you're going to learn this, you know, for your own kind of, yes. uh, your health, even for your own defence, it's yes. very, very good. Right, right. And have, you, have you got some... Like, go on, sorry, go on. With regards to, you know, pursuing as a career, that's that's a different matter, you know. Yes, uh, yes. That will obviously go into, which I think you discussed, you know, probably yeah. scholarly matters this discussion will be. Yes, yes. All right, fine. And, and very quickly, last question for you, Mohammed. before I let you go. I believe you're from Bedford. So any local initiatives that you guys are involved in, in terms of not only speaking to the youth about Islam, but then actually redirecting them and getting them involved in, in such initiatives, you know, a contact sport or anything else? Is that happening out there? Well, well, Alhamdulillah, we've always been uh, involved in coaching football, cricket. Mm. Uh, currently, we are... are I think, I think our, our youth have got too much energy, man. And I don't think cricket is enough, Akhi, man. And football, man, they, they, they needed something a bit more. I think contact sports, that's why I think contact sports hits that nerve, Akhi. 
Yeah, in Bedford as well. You know, like my brothers, I have a, I, have, I actually have an uncle who's uh, involved in MA quite a bit. That's it, I and, think. Uh, and that's obviously taken... Uh, it's got a lot of uh, following over the last couple of years in Bedford as well. Yeah, uh-huh. there's many gyms and there's, there's all these uh, instructors that are available. Right. Uh, but currently, we are uh, in the national campaign of if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. Yeah. Uh, so Alhamdulillah, we're engaging with the youth, uh, and yes, Alhamdulillah, good thing is with many of these uh, attacks that are taking place, it's bringing the youth closer back to the Deen. Okay, f- fantastic. Uh, Brother Muhammad, we're we going to leave it there. Jazakallah for your time this evening, Akhi. Really appreciate it, inshallah, ta'ala, and, and hope that campaign's going well, inshallah. Ta'ala. Jazakallah for having me, uh, brother. Brother right, So that was Brother Muhammad, mashallah. Plenty of uh, you know, guests over the phone, inshallah, to discuss this subject matter. Right, we, we, we've literally got about a minute and a half, right, before the hour's up, right? So we're going to go into a commercial break. But my questions are not over, right? And I want to I wanna hold on to you guys, man, brother. This, this is uh, for those of my listeners, right, who, who are listening to me and not watching us in the studio, right? Uh, are you, you're not watching us on Facebook Live. Then I've got brothers Salman, Kiani, and Faisal. Is it also Kiani? I assume, yes. Uh, from Luton Grappling Club, right? And I want to go into a bit of what is the difference between, you know, your jiu-jitsu and stand-up wrestling and what else were we saying? We're saying grappling, uh, wrestling. Uh, okay, I mean, is that is that all the kind of similar kind of stuff or is, is there a distinct, a, a bit of distinction like you would have in between taekwondo and, and, and karate and judo? Uh, similar? I think, I think you can break it down into... Um I think you can break it down into two categories, you know, right. uh, in terms of stand-up fighting. Right. So involve punching and kicking and knees right. and elbows, right. and then you've got the grappling arts. Right. But you need a combination of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah you absolutely. You need to be fluent in both. Right. All right. So we're going to go into a commercial break in in thirty seconds, inshallah, ta'ala. So we uh, we'll come back to it in in the uh, you know at, at seven o'clock, inshallah, ta'ala, just a couple of minutes before we then move into our other stories. But but listeners, you are tuned into uh, Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban, and it's been a brilliant first hour where we've been discussing Conor McGregor versus Khabib and there's been so many views and so much you know angles that we've discussed it from from the hypocrisy to the double standards to actually representing Islam and standing up for Islam in terms of Khabib and as a role model great to hear from you our listeners 0158248182 we're going to go away for a couple of minutes for a commercial break don't go away we'll be right back you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast Making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to a Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban. On this Friday evening, on the 12th of October, 1st of Safar 1440, first hour of the show has already gone by and we've been discussing. Uh, Conor McGregor versus Khabib, right? So that's been the discussion first hour and that's why the hour's gone by so quick because that was a very interesting discussion, mashallah, with a lot of our panelists, a lot of our guests who have been giving their views and their thoughts on the fight, the post-fight and the continuing saga that is coming out of uh, Las Vegas, out of the States and out of the UFC, Stroke Dane, what's, what's the guy's name? I keep forgetting his... 
Dana White, right? From the, from their camp in Charles. So that's what we've been discussing in the first hour. We are going to move on to the remaining stories of uh, this evening, and that's uh, Turkey to search Saudi consulate for Jamal Khashoggi. And this is the ongoing saga in Turkey, in the Saudi embassy, where we, we have uh, been following the news that potentially, potentially at the moment, it's not confirmed, uh, Jam- uh, Jamal Khashoggi, a Saudi so-called dissident, has probably, most likely, according to the Turkish authorities, actually been assassinated or killed by a Saudi hit squad. So we're going to be discussing that. We're going to be finding out a bit more about that. And then finally, we're going to finish off this evening's show with the Mental Health Awareness Month, inshallah. Ta'ala. So that's the lineup. But before we do that, I'm going to finish off the, the first, the earlier discussion, inshallah, ta'ala, because I've still got the brothers in, in the studio. And I, I, I have to ask them a couple of questions before I let them go away, inshallah. Ta'ala. And the brothers have been very kind to stay here and answer those questions. I've got Sal- Brother Salman uh, and Brother Fessel Kayani from the Luton Grappling Club, right? So the first question that I wanted to ask you, brothers, is it's a bit confusing, right? What's this grappling? <laughs> what, what, what is this wrestling? I mean, wrestling for me used to be Big Daddy, you know, whatever, all, all that nonsense. <laughs> all the, all, yeah, yeah, yeah the, whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> but now I've got grappling, I've got jujitsu, I've got stand-up wrestling. Uh, okay, MMA, I'm, I understand that, man. Tell me, and tell me, what is the sunnah too? Is, is it, you know, is it wrestling, grappling? What, what is it? Give, give me a bit of a dummy's, is, gu- dummy's guy to, 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 to this. Well, look, grappling encompasses any form of wrestling. Right. So that's the son of the Prophet. So is it, is it the stand up wrestling? It's stand up and it goes to the ground. Oh, as well. it obviously goes on yeah. the ground, yeah. And yeah. we, you know, we fight for submission. Yeah. So you fight. So you have for, to tap out, yeah? You have to tap out. And that's right. a physical tap where you're saying to the other person, I've given up. Yeah. Just exactly like McGregor yeah, did yeah, on the yeah. weekend. I know? mean, I, I love to learn yeah. those techniques, yeah. Akhi, man. As in, come down, you can learn it, bro. Oh, that's right. I'm going to come down, man. You, Look, you, alhamdulillah, we've got, you know, they say if you've never grappled with a black belt, yeah. you're in for a big shock. Is they it? say it's like drowning. Well, what about grappling with a bear, Akhi? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to ask Khabib about have that, you, man. Have you got a couple, couple of bears in the cage yeah, in your place, Akhi, man? I'll bring my five-year-old, man. He's, he's already a big Khabib fan, Akhi, man. I'll tell you. I've got, I've got his Mohammed Salah football t-shirt when he goes for play, when he goes for his uh, football training, yeah, yeah. right? And he, he, I've, I've tried to get him into, into Thai boxing now. He's yeah, only five yeah. years old, and now he's been inspired and infused right, by Khabib, man. I said, yeah. I'll get you that t-shirt, Khabib t-shirt, man. Look, we're selling bears now as well. If anyone wants a bear, yeah. come, come down, you can buy beer for yourself oh there you go this, says, yeah, this is the place to be man Luton Grappling Club mashallah alright so so that was the stand up grappling yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and what about this j- Brazilian Jiu Jitsu bro so Jiu Jitsu encompasses like I said it's more submissions so you uh, have choke holds just uh, like Khabib finished McGregor yeah, 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 he yeah. finished him with a neck crank yes you know these are these are f- for example, a choke. A choke. What a choke means is the per- person's gonna pass out. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. You know, and if it's you, hard to get those those to, uh, into that position, Akhi, man. I, I, it's yeah. hard, but then th- this is where the training comes in. This is where learning the that technique, and yeah. you've got to learn it. As in, this is in terms of a street altercation. Yes. If you get into a street altercation, yes. now if the guy's a bigger guy than you, yeah, yeah, exactly. you're in a lot of trouble. Yes. And you know, you can. It's okay. You might know some striking. You might know some boxing or yes. some tire boxing. If he's a taller guy than you, you're gonna yeah. have issues. Yes. So this is where jiu-jitsu and wrestling and grappling comes in. Yes. And you know the LAPD done studies on you know fights, and they looked at all the street altercations. Yes. They said ninety five percent of fights end up on the floor yes. within maybe the first ten seconds right. of yes. the altercation. So you uh. need to be proficient on the floor, mm. very mm. proficient. Right. So all right. So so that that's a bit of distinction in terms of what that is. And you said the sunnah was uh, the wrestling, yeah, the st- yeah, the grappling, yeah. yeah. So we we do everything. We do yeah. the wrestling. Yes. We do um, the the jiu jitsu in the kimono, mm. which replicates clothing. What was kimono, bro? So it's, it, they call it a gi. 
So it's like exactly like a karate suit or a judo suit that people oh, okay, wear. Okay, okay, yeah. And that replicates clothing. Well, I, I hope I don't have to fork out 50 quid just to no, come no, into no. your gym. I'll, I'll get you one. I'll get no, you no. one. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can just put, put my tracksuit bottoms on, Yaki, man. But then, like I said, then we do what we call, it's called no gi, which is without the gi. Yeah. So we normally train in, you know, um, tracksuits and t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. And that's more the wrestling. Right. And we try to encompass the whole sport of wrestling and grappling. That's why we right. call it Luton Grappling Club. Yeah. We didn't distinguish between, you know, jiu-jitsu or oh, wrestling. Okay, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. All right, I'm, I'm with you, inshallah. All right, so, so sounds good. And, you know, obviously my initial inhibition and my, you know, initial bias that it's a bit boring, <laughs> I think is is, is been uh, slowly molded away. Uh, a, from, from Habib and, and his, ex, you know, showmanship in, inside the ring as, as opposed to outside the ring. And also what you're describing, right? And in terms of... Uh, you know, grappling and, and all of this, right? You know, you know uh, and and fitness, right? So a lot of people they they want to go into. I want I want to go into Thai. I go to Thai once twice a week, right? Primarily, oh, yeah, to learn the technique, but also the fitness that it gives. Yeah. It's fitness level, subhanallah. I never get that in the gym. I go to the gym, but you know, I'm not gonna get the same workout. And you know, literally, I come out and there's puddles all over, and I'm just sweating. <laughs> you know, I sweat. Do you get the same in grappling, Nahi? Because you know, I find it very dry, man. Or again, my, my previously I used to find it very dry, man. All right, so this with, is Fessel. The thing with grappling is you're using every single part of your body. You're using yeah. your legs, your hands, your feet, yeah. everything. Unlike right. boxing, kickboxing, yeah. you're using your hands and just your knees and your yeah. legs. So yeah, definitely with jiu-jitsu, you get tired, yeah. you get sweaty, but it's yeah. all worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what, what was so impressive, yeah? Wallahi, man, I have to go keep going back to the fight, yeah? <laughs> I, was, I watched us watch the fight. You know that first, first round, yeah? When he just locked him down and, and McGregor, he just couldn't move. That's the and the way he yeah, just crossed yeah. his legs, man, and then you yeah. just started and said, nah, that's it, man. So the thing is, you look at grappling and you, you think to yourself, yeah. why does he not just get up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did McGregor just not stand up? You, you couldn't just move up. But you can't. Until you've tried it, that's yeah. the only way you understand is when you yeah. try it and there's yeah. a there's another human being on top yeah. of you and that yeah. human being is looking to choke you yeah. or he's looking to break your arm yeah. or he's looking to, you know, break your shoulder. And there's, no, there's nothing like it. There's no thrill like it in this world, let me yeah. tell you that. There's no Seriously. thrill like when a man is, you know, you're fighting with another man and he's trying to choke you, you're trying right. to choke him and you're escaping yeah. and, you know, you got to try it. Wow, definitely wow. It, it, it definitely sounds <laughs> sounds good, right? I have got one more question for you, but, you know, I, I want to I wanna hear from my listeners. Where are you, right? Listeners from Luton, Nottingham, Derby, Sheffield, Peterborough. You know, how does this all sound to you, man? Is it, is it making you exciting after seeing this fight, post-fight, and what you're hearing in the studio today? Is it something that you're likely to try? Or is it actually taking you, you know, t turning you totally away from the idea? Maybe turning you away from the idea, but what about your children your siblings younger siblings right because this is definitely something an art that we really need to be giving our younger generation right and, and not only to, I don't like the idea just to get them off the streets let's put them into the gym right that, that not necessarily but it's an art it's a technique that they need to have inshallah to give them the confidence to give them the, 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 the physical confidence also when they're on the streets to be able to defend themselves last final question right and I have a huge problem in this area is bro I keep picking up injuries <laughs> <laughs> and then they tell me, uh, bro, at your age, yeah, it's gonna take you know, a, you know, months, yeah, to recover from those injuries. So, yeah. are you gonna give me some good news and tell me that in grappling, I'm, I'm less prone to get an injury all than like, I am in Thai? Join the club, man. Join the <laughs> club. You'll find out soon enough. Join the club. That, that's the only way, right? So, if if someone is listening today, right, yeah. and we haven't intimidated him, we haven't scared him, we've actually got him excited, and he wants to come along, and, and like me, he's got no idea where is the Luton Grappling Club, and he also 
wants reassurance, right? That it's not going to be intimidating. It's going to be really welcoming, right? Look, where, where does he look, need to the come? Brothers that are training with us, you know, myself, yeah. I'm a dentist. Yeah, we are pharmacists, opticians, we are really. businessmen. You know, we're all good brothers. Uh, ho- hopefully, you don't take your top off and you got all these tattoos, man. <laughs> really, <laughs> got a big grill on my chest. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, look, so. we're we're on Selborne Road, two two three Selborne Road. Yeah. We're training at eight o'clock. So look, it's Friday night. Not much to do after the show. Pop right. down, inshallah. Have a little, you know, grapple. Have a little wrestle. Enjoy yourself. So tonight, eight o'clock, yeah. Tonight, eight o'clock. Oh, fantastic! And also, even follow us on Instagram. It's Luton Grappling Club. One word. Okay, Luton Grappling Club. All right, brother Salman Kayani and brother Fessel Kayani. You know, Jazakallah here. You know, for staying, for being so kind and staying with me for almost one hour, ten minutes, guys. Yeah, Jazakallah. Jazakallah for having us. All right, Thank fantastic, you very much. guys. Thank you very much. All right, brother. Uh, okay, listeners. That was Salman Kayani and that was Fessel Kayani from Luton Grappling Club. Very kind enough to to remain in the studio and give me an insight into you know what is the grappling all about what is the difference between grappling jiu-jitsu wrestling and uh, and 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 so forth inshallah hopefully that's been uh, an interesting discussion for our listeners because it's a very it's a very important skill set for our younger generation to have to give them that physical confidence uh, and give them the confidence to be able to carry themselves confidently on the street not to become arrogant and egoistic but just to have that reassurance that if they are if they ever happen to get in a situation where they need to be able to defend themselves or defend the honor and the dignity of someone else then they are able to do that in a professional way without being over aggressive inshallah all right so that was the first uh, you know main story of this evening evening's Friday Night Live show and that was Conor McGregor versus Habib. We're going to be moving on to the second story this evening, inshallah ta'ala. And we have got brother Ajmal Masrur, inshallah ta'ala, on the line, who I'm going to be going to very shortly, inshallah ta'ala. And the second story of the evening, it's a, a very worrying story, a very worrying story that is still developing in the mainstream news, all right? So it's been on the news for a number of days. And this is a, a story about Jamal Khashoggi, a, a, a Saudi a citizen who was uh, living or maybe, you know, residing in Turkey. Uh, pops into uh, the Saudi consular on the 2nd of October, you know, there presumably with an appointment uh, which he was to do due to receive his papers for his forthcoming marriage to Turkish fiance. And then he never re-emerges from the consular. And now Saudi Arabia denies the allegations that, you know, the, the, the brother Jamal Khashoggi has actually been killed in the premises of the Saudi you know, embassy in Turkey. There's obviously an investigation that's going on. Uh, Inspire FM have reached out to the Saudi embassy here in the UK for comments. No one is available. Surprise, surprise, uh, as is a lot of the mainstream media. But let me go to Brother Ajmal Masrur, who's no uh, stranger to the Saudis and the Saudi controversy, and get his thoughts. Bro- Brother Ajmal Masrur, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome to Friday Night Live. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you all? Alhamdulillah, Akhi. for joining us. I know you're a very busy individual, inshallah ta'ala. But you're, you're, not, you're not a stranger to the, the, to the Saudis, Saudi authorities. Uh, you know, uh, t- tell me initially, uh, let's start off with your views in terms of what's uh, this breaking story of uh, Jamal Khashoggi and his disappearance from the Saudi consulate in Turkey. Well, it's very boring development uh, yeah. because I believe um, this... Um, development is going to put a huge spanner at the works of the current crown prince called Mohammed bin Salman, yeah. who has been pretending to the world that he's a reformer, yeah. who has been 
pulling wool over the Western world, calling them to become his allies in his struggle to bring his country from the dark ages to a modern world. Yeah. It's going to be a whole host of lies yeah. as far as we can see because his true colour is becoming more and more apparent by the day. But, but, so, but, uh, but, but Brother Ajmal, right, you know, you know it, it isn't this incident that has reflected or, or shown the true colour of you know Mohammed bin Salman. I mean, since he's been in power, look what he's been doing in Yemen. And I was discussing with a commentator earlier and he's saying it's no surprise in terms of what's happened with this in- individual. Look what they've been doing in Yemen for the last couple of years. Yes, but unfortunately, mm. the international community and the media mm. has, uh, did not take the massacres in Yemen mm. or the imprisonment, incarceration of more than 2,000 Muslim scholars yeah. in Saudi Arabia yeah. seriously enough. Mm. However, when a journalist has been imprisoned or abducted, kidnapped and even killed, yeah. there is going to be a speedy roar from all corners of the world. Yeah. This is a new game, I'm afraid. Yeah. The journalists are very, um, what's the word, very sacred in our society yeah. for obvious reasons, and I think it's a good thing. Yeah. However, it is this incident that's going to break the camel's back. Unfortunately, while mm. we say all this, mm. Donald Trump has already announced that he's not going to stop selling arms yes. to his uh, best buddy, in uh, Saudi Arabia. Absolutely. I mean, you see, this this is the thing. I mean, I, I, I get your enthusiasm for this being the last straw which breaks the camel's back, right? And obviously, tycoon Richard Branson has already halted talks over one billion Saudi investment. And we've seen that business leaders have pulled out of a Saudi investment conference later this year. But for me, to be honest with you, uh, Brother Ajmal, these are just token gestures. And I think, you know, these guys, you know, irrespective of the ethical, you know, values that we see from a lot of these despots and tyrants, they just, it's business as usual for them of course it is because Mm. it's a fiefdom for them it's a country Mm. that they think is their family asset Mm. think about it Mm. britain is the one that created saudi arabia yeah carved up middle east Mm. gave saudi arabia to al-saud family Mm. al-saud family have never been elected yeah they're not accountable to anybody they don't ever, and local public don't ever get the chance to deselect them mm-hmm. or throw them out of power. So these are almost kings or whatever they are, royal family for life, yes. which is the cast for the people of that country. Yes. So at this moment in time, yes. what we see in Saudi Arabia yes. is the business as usual. However, yes. there is something more sinister happening. Yes. Mohammed bin Salman is not a de- reformer. Yes. I call him a deformer. De- reformer like de- of de- Islam right. and deformer of everything that stands for freedom and democracy. Right. And if anybody tells us that yeah. he's a reformer, yeah. they're just but they're just living in Calcutta. Right, right, right. I, I, I get your point. Let, let me ask you another question, uh, Ajmal, uh, Brother Ajmal. Right? I, I mean, of course, this, this is, has caused some shivers in some quarters, right? But I mean, journalists and, and, and people like yourself, mashallah, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily think that people who stand for those principles, and especially from the Islamic perspective, right, are going to be shy, are gonna shy away from speaking out against, you know, such hypocrisy and, and, and such double standards, you know, and, and that is obviously one of the objectives of you know doing such a you know atrocious act is try to silence criti- criticism yes that's what they do and i have become i have received uh, I, i've been at the receiving end of it mm. i don't know that you know yes. i've been an imam at good street mosque for 22 yeah. years yes um, and i spoke against the i wrote against the king's behavior mm. and about jamal khashoggi recently yeah. so i was given my marching by my, my marching order by the good street mosque yes which is funded and uh, supported by Saudi Arabia directly. Yes. Um, and I was told that uh, 
you are criticizing our king. Mm. You are spreading false rumors about him. Mm. Um, so I'm afraid you can't continue anymore. Right. But, and but, I told them. Right. Go on. Yeah, but but brother Ajmal, I mean, I I I have read that, and I've seen your your interview with the RT. Was it network uh, just recently, right? But but there, there there is the other side of it where people will say, well, brother Ajmal was on the on the, you know on the the uh, being backed by the Saudis for the last 20 years in terms of it being the Imam and giving that platform, uh, you know, on the receiving end of uh, you know employment from 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 the authorities, and now suddenly he's turning his back and and criticizing the the hand that fed him for 22 years, you know. You know, all people well, are saying that, people well, are people are saying that Brother Ajmal is being overcritical of the Saudi authorities, and the, and, and the Saudi authorities are being overcriticized unfairly. How do you respond to that? There are two things that you've raised. The first one is a fundamentally uh, factual error in any conversations. Oh. I have never ever been paid a single penny from any mosques for the last 22 years of my imamship. Alhamdulillah. Never. I've not taken a single penny from the Saudi authorities. I'm not interested in taking any money from anyone. Okay. When I took up this uh, as a position in the mosque, mm. I told them mm. I'm going to do this voluntarily. Mm. I will speak freely. Yeah. I will criticize your king. Yes. I will criticize anybody I want, and I will be very political. Yes. For 22 years, yes. I've been given threats of being fired at least five times. But Alhamdulillah, we sustained it. But Muhammad bin Salman, mm. who claims to be a reformer, can't take any criticism. Mm. Mm. As soon as you open your mouth against him, he wants to cut you out. Mm. Mm. And that's what's happened at Goose Street. So those people who are saying, yeah. our brothers and sisters, ah, oh, how can he be, and he's on the paybook. Let's make it very clear. Yeah. If anybody can show me a proof of one penny from uh, this, yes. uh, this, this yes. government, yes. I will... I will eat my hat. Mm. I've never mm. taken a single penny from them. Sure, sure, and sure. even today, my brother, mm. I lead prayers in various mosques. Yes. Ask any mosque. Do I take a single penny? No. No, no, I alhamdulillah. That, 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 that's good. Second part, yes. the, the second part is mm. to do with unfair criticism of Saudi Arabia. Yes. Look, I'm not being unfair. I'm saying something simple. Mm. If you want to be the custodian of Khadim uh, al-Haramayni Sharifain is the title he likes to give himself. Yes. Which is that he is the custodian of the two sides of Islam. Yes, yes. You need yes. to have some quality within you to be able to call the custodian. Mm. You can't be a murderer. You can't be living in wanton uh, luxury. You can't be whimsical. You can't be locking up scholars. Yes. You can't be buying arms from America and bombing and killing the Yemenis on the yes. other side. Yes, you yes. can't be locking up Muslim Brotherhood members in Egypt just because they stood in election. Mm. You can't be destroying democracy. So I say to Mohammed bin Salman yeah. and his stooges yeah. that they are nothing but despotic, illegitimate people. Yes. They don't deserve to be the Khadim al-Haramayn al-Sharifayn because that is a very honorable title. Yes. Uh, and so I, it's not an unfair criticism on my part. It's yes. a very fair one. Yes. One example I'll give you and I'll finish. Yes. This gentleman, Mohammed bin Salman, he yes. was in a holiday not that long ago. Right. While on holiday, yes. he saw a yacht passing by. Yes. He asked his office, who owns this yacht? Yes. They told him who owned it. Yes. He offered that guy 550 million pounds to buy it there and then. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, why would you need a yacht yes. for 550 million? Why yes. would you buy 
Da Vinci's painting for yes. 65 million. Yes. What kind of what kind of a leader are you of a Muslim ummah? Yes. While the ummah is dying, yes. you're doing you're living in this kind of luxury and. Where does the money come from? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Brother Ajmal, we, 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 the, the list is endless and I'm sure, you, you know, we've got plenty of the examples that we can actually give them. But but last last note, you know, I, I liked your interview on, on RT. There were some co- co- valid points that you were making. I mean, all of this criticism and you standing up and, and you know, being principled in, in these respects. I mean, you know, are you receiving a lot of criticism? Are you receiving more, you know, you know similar kind of threats coming from, to, to your way from, from such authorities or, or is there... Uh, are, you, are you not really deterred by that? Well, look, I'm not deterred by anyone or mm. anything. Right. I'm very I'm very determined to do what I'm supposed to be doing, which is mm. standing for the truth. Right. Now, I have received right. uh, nothing but uh, praise and um, and support from all corners of the world. have written to me saying, hey, is there anything we can do? Can we raise money for action? Uh, can we send you some clothing can we send you we, I, i've been really amazed by the support of people right, but most alarming is this yes people muslims and muslims have said brother we strongly recommend that you don't even go to the saudi embassy yes. now my dear brother and are your listeners they we need to really reflect on it yes. if islam the heart of islam yes. the land of islam called saudi arabia yes. cannot provide basic guarantee to a muslim's life Yes. Where is Islam in that country? Yes, absolutely. Brother Ajmal Masroor, we got to leave it there, but I really appreciate your time. Jazakallah for joining us this evening on Friday Night Live Inspire FM. Jazakallah, brother. Jazakallah. Assalamu alaikum. All right, we also have Brother Ibrahim uh, Al Tum on uh, the line. I'm going to see if I can go to Brother Ibrahim Al Tum. Uh, brother Ibrahim, Assalamu alaikum. Wa brother. Hi there. Yeah, hi, brother. Uh, welcome uh, to Friday Night Live. Mashallah, no stranger to this program. You've been with us many times previously, so we really appreciate your time and your patience on the Thank on the you. call whilst I was speaking to the other brother. Right, some some disturbing developments here happening in Turkey. Obviously, you're from Turkey, mashallah. Uh, you know, a question for you is, okay, everything is out there in the news in terms of what's happening. Is it a bit of a tit for tat going on here between you know Turkey? Obviously, Turkey you know Turkey has uh, you know aligned itself with Qatar you know in in in, in the you know in in the, the the geopolitics of the of the GCC region, and then Saudi here is on the other set on the other end here. Is that a bit of a, a geopolitical you know politicking going on here between Turkey and Saudi, or is it Turkey just trying to get to the bare facts of what's happening? Well, yes, there's definitely a difference of opinion as far as Qatar is concerned. And Turkey has been on the side of Qatar since mm. Saudi imposed its embargo. Yes. But as far as this matter is concerned, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an investigation that's ongoing. Yes. And the facts are point the finger towards the Saudi government at the moment. Yes, yes. And um, the Saudi government needs to be more transparent with what's going on. As, as of today, they've had a team coming in for investigation. Yet their investigation will uh, commence on Sunday. Now, yes. the more they delay it, the more time has been speculated to clear the evidence, which Turkey's government believes is still within that high council in Istanbul. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, some of the, the the stories that I'm reading in the press is, is quite damning, actually. A 15 strong team has been identified by Turkish media who were described exactly, yeah. as, uh, you know, involved in the disappearance, right? Uh, BBC has been told that one was Maher, uh, intelligence colonel based in London. Forensics 
specialists. I mean, they, they sent a, a complete say, hit squad, right, to, to, to Turkey. Two planes, uh, you know, apparently, you know, arrived, you know, private jets arrived in Turkey on the same day that this, uh, you know, this individual Jamal Khashoggi went, went, you know, disappeared. What are the Turkish authorities, what are the, what are the Turkish media, press, people, what's the talk of, of, of the town in Turkey, uh, Brother Ibrahim? Well, it's almost as if there's a Hollywood scene going on here. I mean, the uh, journalist has entered the consulate, uh, being assured by a person in the consulate before he entered. He called him and said, this is my life at stake if I go in. Mm. And after being assured that everything would be all right, yeah. he enters the consulate, leaving his phone with his Turkish fiancée yes, yes, yes. just to obtain some documents in order to marry her. Yes. And he informs her that if he does not uh, leave the consulate, yes. comes back to her, yeah. that she should inform a Turkish journalist named yeah. Yasin Akhtar, who's also yes. an advisor to the president. Yes. Now... Uh, br- 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 Brother Ibrahim, know, we're about to go into a commercial break. So I've only got 30 seconds left, unfortunately. But if, if you want to, uh, if you can hold on for a couple of minutes, then we can continue the discussion after the commercial break. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. All right. I really appreciate that, Brother Ibrahim. Jazakallah for your, for your patience. All right. So that's Brother Ibrahim Alton, who's just given his perspective on the Turkish uh, you know, incident uh, on, on, in terms of the Saudi embassy. We, we are about to go into a commercial break. This is Hafiz Shaban. This is Friday Night Live on the 12th of October. And we are going into commercial break and we'll be back in a couple of minutes when we'll continue our discussion this evening. Don't go away. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Did you know that all of Rasulullah wasallam's children died before him except for his daughter, Fatima radiallahu anha? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the last portion of this evening's show, Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban, on the 12th of October. Corresponding to the first of Safar, second month of the Islamic calendar, 1440 already broadcasting to the good people of Luton, Sheffield, Peterborough, Derby and Nottingham. I've got a slight complaint to make. I would have loved to hear from more of you this evening. More of you this evening. 0779 And I did think that we've got a very interesting topic that's going to appeal to a lot of you, but I guess a lot of you are tired and you've been discussing this for the last week and that was Conor McGregor versus Khabib. Anyway, I had to discuss it this evening and it was fantastic to discuss it with so many experts, inshallah ta'ala, mashallah, good brothers, fantastic brothers, brothers from the Looting Grappling Club, uh, plus brother Dr. Hamid, mashallah, brother Ibrahim, all of you, jazakallah here for joining me this evening, brother Muhammad, and making that discussion a fantastic and a, and a, and a very infusing discussion. Uh, then brother jazakallah here, brother uh, Ajmal Masroor, we've just been discussing, and brother Ibrahim, we've been discussing Turkey to search Saudi consulate for Jamal. Khashoggi and this is the disappearance of Jamal Khashoggi from the Saudi consulate in Turkey disturbing 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 developments as Mohammed bin Salman silences all criticism against him and his new regime right and we're now going to move on to the last piece of this evening and that is we're going to be discussing an interesting subject and a a bit of a serious subject too but I wonder how many of us really consider this subject seriously in terms of ourselves, in terms of our family, in terms of our community. 
uh, and give it the importance that it actually deserves, right? And what I'm actually referring to is mental health, right? Mental health, right? And and in particular, it's uh, this uh, 10th of October, uh, I believe, was the World Mental Health Day, right? So that was 10th of October. And generally, I think, I believe, it's the Mental Health Awareness Month, I think, that's currently uh, been an initiative that's come uh, currently un underway. Uh, and inshallah, we want to raise awareness, I guess the idea is to help people with mental health and also to raise awareness, general awareness with regards to mental health, to what it is, who does it impact. And as I said, I'm not sure whether this is a bit of a taboo subject or whether it's really discussed much in terms of at least within the Muslim community, right? And I'm sure it impacts a lot of our members in terms of our community but to what extent is it being discussed to what extent is it appreciated uh, to what extent is it understood correctly and do people know how and where they need to turn to for help hopefully someone who's here on the line who can help inshallah in better understanding this subject matter is dr sarah betteridge hopefully i've got the name correct uh, dr sarah assalamu alaikum and welcome to friday night live this evening uh, on the friday night live show Thank you for having me on. It's uh, nearly there. Sarah Bethridge, inshallah. Sarah, what did I say? Sarah, yeah? Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. All right, Sarah. So, so Dr. Sarah, I'm, I'm getting better, you know, week in, week out, right? All right, so Dr. Sarah, okay, let me see the, the bio so I can introduce you correctly, inshallah. So counselling uh, psychologist, right? Passionate about treating people holistically and incorporating faith into therapy. I like that. My specific area of interest is working with Muslim patients, uh, with the diagnosis of psychosis and understanding the religious framework around this diagnosis, right? I, I, I think I understand what, what that means, uh, uh, Dr. Sarah. Why don't you give us a, an hour, listeners, firstly, a bit of an introduction about, okay, obviously Mental Health Day was the 10th of October, but generally this Mental Health Awareness Month and, and what are we trying to raise awareness about? Sure. Um, you know, mental health is something that applies to all of us. And, you know, it's really thinking about how are we doing with the way that we think about ourselves and the way that we think about others and the way that we think about life in general. And when people are struggling, then those areas become really difficult. Mm. Um, and when people are doing okay, then, then we kind of get on with things. But it is something that can affect anybody and everybody um, and, you know, is really applicable to all of us. Mm. Right. And... Uh... All right, so so I, this is no 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 chronological order or no logical ordering in this, but I I mean you know especially within the Muslim community, right? So I you know and the Pakistani maybe community. I mean, is this a, a, you know I, I don't know to what extent you've been working with this particular community, but is it a kind of a subject matter which is misunderstood and not you know well represented in terms of you know it's yeah. a, a discussion a acknowledgement is it a bit of a taboo area you know you, you know you know yeah. what, 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 what's your experiences and, and uh, you know what can you share with us well it's really interesting because you know i work predominantly in the nhs mm. and uh, predominantly in london mm. and you know there are huge muslim communities in london and yeah. There are lots of Muslims using mental health services in mm. the areas of London that I work in. So mm. there are Muslims in the hospitals, there are Muslims on the waiting list, there are Muslims in the mental health services. So mm. it is clearly something that affects the Muslim community. Mm. However, when you kind of then move into the mosques of that area or mm. the kind of community um, settings, then it almost feels the opposite. It almost feels mm. like 
no one's talking about it or or it is a bit difficult to talk about or nobody knows what to say. So, yeah, there is definitely um, a big discrepancy between what we see in services Mm. and the Muslims, you know, the number of Muslims that are using services versus how much we're talking about it in our so, so there is this disjoint element, right? Now, now, now let, let, let me tell you something, uh, you know, from, from a, a layman's perspective, right? So for a layman out there, I, I, I could be wrong, mental health, almost people would associate, right, maybe is someone who's actually been born uh, with a mental health illness mm. or, 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 you know, a discrepancy or, or a deficiency or, you know, whatever, you know, is the correct word to, to use, right? But it's not necessarily the case. That's not, the, you know, that, that, that is, it's not restricted to that, is it? No, not at all. Mm. Mental health is really a holistic issue and mm. it takes into consideration your your kind of nature, how mm. you are as a person, your mm. your own kind of psychology, if you like, how mm. you think, how you behave. Mm. It also then takes into account um, the events that have happened to you, the things that you've been through in your life, your yeah. social circumstances, yeah. um, poverty, your family situation, any traumas that you've been through. Um, it also takes into consideration physical aspects. There may be physical um, elements of your health that's affecting your mental health. Um, and also spiritual, you know, mm. what's your relationship like with Allah? What's your understanding about your relationship? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come on to that because that I, f- I found that fascinating, right? That 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 has been combined with, you know, with science, right? Uh, in terms of a, as as a treatment, as an approach to treatment, right? But just before that, so so okay, we're going back to okay. So is it about depression, psychology, uh, of, of of individuals? Is that what we're talking about? Kind of depression, those kind of things that people are going through and, and need help. Uh, is that what you're referring to earlier? Yeah, depression mm. is is something that kind traumas, of, depression, that that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, depression is a term that that overall is is when people um, become really kind of. Um, uh, quite sad and quite hopeless um, yeah. and quite, you know, they have a lot of despair about, about life and about mm. things that are happening. Mm. Anxiety is the other major one where people are very, very worried about yeah. what's going to happen. Mm. Depression is usually associated with the past, something that's happened mm. in the past. Anxiety is usually associated with being worried about what's going to happen mm. in the future. Mm. Um, you have things like um, psychosis, which is where you're kind of experience of reality becomes very very different to, to those around you so what, what is psychosis just for, for our listeners or just a layman's definition of psychosis? yeah psychosis is is generally um a situation in which people uh may hear or see or feel things that other people can't um they may become extremely worried or paranoid about things that are happening around them mm. and have very different or unusual beliefs Mm. Um, to to you know the people that they live with or, or that they're around, mm. um, but most people who are struggling with their mental health in in very severe ends of depression, anxiety, psychosis mm. have been through a significant uh, or more than one significant trauma in their lives, and that's having a massive impact. Right. All right. Uh, okay. So so the next question from for from from my perspective would be when when you discuss these kind of you know uh, circumstances or. Uh, you know, circumstances of people. A lot of it is always, you know, it goes down to, you know, you got to see the doctor. I, I'm not necessarily saying this. This always happens, but you know, some kind of, you know, uh, medication is prescribed. You know, whether yeah. it's antidepressants or whether it's other form of tablets and medication, and and, and it, or it's a chemical imbalance, and and it may well be right, uh, and uh, and so on and so forth. But you actually touched upon something which was very very interesting, right? Uh, and that is the spiritual a- a element of it, right? So, so l- let me ask you: To what extent is it 
actually a, a scientific, you know, uh, a problem in, in, in these, you know, kind of diagnoses. And to what extent is it a spiritual thing or, or, or almost like a men, you know, uh, what was also a psycholo psychological thing? Is, is, is that the yeah. way, good way of putting it? Well, the, the, I come from a, what's called a critical psychiatry background. So mm. the, the main system at the, at the moment is run on a medical model, which is, you know, you're, you're likely to be prescribed medication for your mm. depression or anxiety. Mm. And that may help. It may alleviate some symptoms, but it won't address the cause of the depression or the anxiety. Yeah. Um, it will change chemicals in your brain and that may help shift the mood a bit. Mm. Um, but it's not really going to look at what's making you depressed or anxious in mm. the first place. So, you know, long term, um, it's not particularly successful. For, for some people it is, but for mm. most people, it, you know, um, they continue to struggle with their mental health even when they're on medication. Mm. Um, so then you have the psychological aspect of it, which is really rather than saying what is wrong with you mm. saying what has happened to you mm. and how has that affected you and how mm. are you making sense of that and mm. that is really what mental health is about and you know having somebody really listen to that and understand you and understand what's happened to you and help you to try and heal from that is really where the kind of um, long-term healing comes into it now mm. attached to that is your relationship with god and religion and how mm. has, how has that been you know when people go through terrible traumas in their lives whether that's sexual abuse or physical abuse you know ultimately their mm. relationship with Allah can become very affected because yeah. they've been through something horrendous mm. and they struggle to to um reconcile that yeah and to kind of reconcile that in their minds as to you know why why has this happened to me why has exactly. this yeah. happened to me mm. and a part of faith-based therapy is accepting that they're feeling in that way and then mm. trying to help them repair their relationship with Allah alongside healing from the trauma that they've been through so is that that's like it takes more of a shape of counseling and reassurance yeah. and maybe scripture and text and, and all of that is, is is that is that what we're talking about yes mm. yeah mm. yeah um, and and there are many many different types of psychological therapy, so it would depend on what your problem is and mm. um, uh, you know what what suits you as to what type of psychological therapy you would have. Right, right, right. Um, there are more kind of solution focused ones. There are more mm. um, ones that go a bit deeper into your um, history. Mm. So there are lots of different variations, and the therapist right. would look at what would suit you best. Fantastic. Okay, this this has been uh, very informative. And 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 then do you have the mental health day, which is an annual. Uh, a kind of an event to raise awareness and then uh, there's a mental health awareness month i don't know if this is an inspire uh, kind of a, a, you know initiative or is is actually a uk initiative uh, and uh, the the objective would be just to general raise awareness or in terms of people suffering from mental health and then and i think if if i if i read it correctly or if i followed the news correctly there was something about suicide and and supporting yeah. uh, and a minister being uh, you know announced you know with regards to prevention of suicide i i didn't follow the news very, very uh, in terms of the, in detail what what was that all about the, the, the discussion uh, you know a lot of different cultures and communities struggle with the stigma of mental health, not mm. only Muslim communities. And the mm. world as a whole is trying to raise the awareness of mental health and yeah. to stop othering people that have mental health issues. And I think yes. as a Muslim ummah, we need to really tap into how compassionate and merciful our faith is and yeah. to apply that to people who are struggling with their mental health. Right. Um, and really, they are the people that, that need us as a community to be compassionate right. and empathetic towards them to help right. them recover. Right, Dr. Sarah, I've got a, a caller. Is, is that a caller on the on the line? 
Oh, okay, okay, it's, it's, it's a guest. Oh, okay, in fact, it's an Islamic advisor and counselor. All right, fine. Okay, great. I, I thought it was a caller. It's not, it's not a caller. All right, so a, a last question, uh, Dr. Sarah, if, if, if I may. Uh, so, okay, so we've, we've kind of discussed uh, the, the disjoint element of, of people actually using the, the health services and, the, and particularly mental health services versus the representation is getting in the mosques and yeah. the community. Are you slowly find and there's a lot of issues out there in, in our community, in any community, right? So yeah. for, for, for any particular you know, area to be given the right level of, of kind of a, or proportionate level of awareness and, and resources behind it, are you finding now slowly that there is more awareness and more people are beginning to acknowledge this, uh, that it needs support, it needs awareness, it needs discussion, it needs attention? Are you finding a bit more acceptance in that or are you still finding a, a bit of a struggle? No, definitely. I mean, we now have um, a Muslim counsellors and psychotherapy directory. There are lots of um, initiatives around Islamic psychology um, mm. around the country. Also in the USA, they're also doing a lot around um, Islamic psychology. Most of the big mosques, you know, like the East London Mosque, and, and things like that around the country, you know, do have some kind of counselling right. or are really, you know, thinking about mental health. Right. Um so it's it's starting. It's okay. starting. I think fantastic. We're, we're at the beginning. <laughs> okay, Dr. Sarah, uh, it's been fantastic speaking to you. Uh, for uh, for me, at least personally, you've enlightened me and and uh, you know you've educated me with regards to uh, you know uh, mental health. And I'm sure you have mm-hmm. with regards to our listeners. So Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah for your time this evening and uh, have a lovely evening and a weekend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Assalamualaikum. Thanks very Right, listeners, that was Dr. Sarah Betteridge, mashallah. Fantastic to have Dr. Sarah with us. Uh, who was given as an insight into mental health services and uh, general mental health issues that, you know, we as a human beings, you know, we as a community, we as a society face. And then in particularly, the specific focus was about us as a Muslim community, right? As as a Muslim community, we have, you know, people who suffer from mental health issues. And as she said, whether it's psychology, psychological, whether it's depression, whether it's trauma, anxiety, whether it's things that we've, you know, experienced in life or whether it's, whether it's otherwise, right? So all of us go through a bad patch. In essence, what we're saying in very layman's term is all of us go through a bad patch, right? We, we are sometimes at a high, right? And sometimes we're at a super low. And, uh, you know, some of us are stronger than others, right? And some of us have got a scientific and medical condition on top of that, which doesn't help at all. So we all need help. And sometimes we need to reach out to one another, our neighbors, our family members and support one another. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be there. Uh, and when we're unable to offer that advice, then we need some expert advice, inshallah ta'ala. And we're now going to speak to brother... Saeed Nasser, inshallah ta'ala, who I believe is an Islamic advisor and a counsellor from Insp- is it Inspirited Minds. Uh, Brother Saeed, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Friday Night Live. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh. How are you? You okay? Yeah, alhamdulillah, akhi. So uh, um, my brief that I've been given here is Islamic advisor and counsellor from, is it Inspirited Minds? Well, I started connecting with Inspirited Mind recently, okay. uh, but also I work in, I'm based in the Midlands, so I okay, uh, yeah. work in, I'm a counsellor in private practice. Okay. I'm sure. also a clinical supervisor, alhamdulillah, and also I work in Malakul Masjid as a volunteer imam. Which masjid? Uh, in Sandwell in the West Midlands. Sandwell, okay. Yeah, in the West Midlands, near okay. Birmingham. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> mashallah, so, mashallah, so you're wearing a, 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 a number of hats, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, we're trying to, you know, our mission in this life, inshallah, is to save Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and, and to, save the community, but, man. And I, I exactly, love that. exactly. Through saving, you know, how we save 
by saving the creator is how we look after you know his creation and and our community lovely. and that lovely and lovely that. words Lovely yeah. words, uh, brother Saeed. Okay, that's fantastic. Okay, so so give me. We've got about eight minutes, right? So so okay. give me a bit of insight in terms of uh, your your role, day to day role, right? And you know, Islamic advisor and counselor, and how those services may be uh, of use to our community that are listening to us. And, and we've got people listening to us from Nottingham, Sheffield, Peterborough, Derby, Luton, and so forth, right? And and a, a lot of our listeners will be li- listening to this discussion and seeing how it's applicable to them and how such services can be of help to them. So give us a, a, a typical day-to-day kind of uh, activities and, and, and where you help out, Akhi. I think in, in my, we have a community centre uh, yeah. as well as a masjid that are yes. together. Mm. So our model of working is trying to provide a holistic approach mm. to the problems that someone might be experiencing. And often uh, psychological issues have you know, link to the environment that the person is living in. Yeah. So, you know, there might be difficulties that person is experiencing financially, yes. in a family situation, yes. work-wise. Uh, you know, there might be issues, you know, someone struggling, you know, look after themselves in terms of managing how to manage. So what are we trying to do in the centre? We, but, we Akhi Saeed, if, if, if I was struggling and if, I, if that was me, yeah. right, I might be a bit yeah. shy to, to reach out to people. It might be embarrassing. It, 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 so, exactly, so how do you exactly. overcome that? What if someone is listening to me and he's in that, he's facing that, it, he's, he's it, experiencing it, it, that, and he's like it, me, he's very shy to speak to someone. He's embarrassed. Exactly. What does he do? You know, we approach it from, we, we use the Prophet wasallam as our example. You know, the Prophet ﷺ had a year in his life where it was called the year of Amal Huzn, the year yes. of sadness. Yes. yes, Where he experienced, you know, sadness when his wife Khadija anha passed away. Subhanallah. When his mm. supporter his and his uncle, uncle who was big, one of his biggest mm. supporters, Abu Talib, passed away. Yes. And also his, you know, companions were persecuted in yes. Mecca. Yes. So obviously he, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, um, test people in this life and how we say to people is that you know we are here to serve you yes, we're not yes. here to judge anybody yes, we're here yes. to accept someone and and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ultimate judge we're not, yes, we don't judge yes, people yes, yes, yes. and one of the main things is how we remove stigma from mental health yes. and how we say you know if you had a broken leg for example hmm. you wouldn't struggle without going to the hospital you will Correct. go and have treatment hmm. but often people are broken you know emotionally and they are scared to approach a service mm. or scared because they think they might be judged or they think they might be described, you know, you might mm. have a weak iman because, yes, you know, you yes, shouldn't yes. be. But, you know, it's not a sign of weak iman when you're struggling because mental health is like any other illness. Mm. Mm. And the Prophet wasallam said to us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, if any disease that is afflicted, you know, a person is afflicted with, Allah has created a cure for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's our job you know, to provide that support, to provide that um, kind of transparency, but also that acceptance environment so that yes. someone could be welcomed and they, they feel, can feel part of the community right. and they're not isolated. All right. So, so, so if, uh, you, you give a fantastic example, right, of, of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, right? So if the Messenger of Allah can have this amal huzn, right, exactly. this, this year of sadness, then all exactly. of us can go through that, right? And exactly. now, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He treated His Messenger of Allah, He treated him to Isra wal Mi'raj after the amal huzn, right? Exactly. So subhanallah, exactly. look, look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, 
you know, re- rewarded his Habib, right, with yeah, the Isra wal Mi'raj to, to console him. So, yeah, how, so, so someone's listening to you, right, and he's going through this bad patch, Akhi. All of us go through the bad patch. I've gone through yeah. bad patches, right? Yeah. You know, what, yeah. what can you offer me, Akhi, yeah, you know, from an Islamic advisor and counsel perspective? What, what can you offer me to give me that reassurance, to give me that confidence? And, and, and you know, what, 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 do you, what, what services do you do? You, you, uh, you know, I, I would say, I think just from the, you know, from the service, you know, the services are available to anyone. Mm. But from from a, from an Islamic perspective, I would say to someone that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the one who created mm. us, is the most merciful, the most compassionate. Mm. You know, we read the, in in Fatiha every every day, seventeen times a day. If we just do the farz, yes, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, the most compassionate, most merciful. Mm. And Subhanallah, when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, when we strengthen our relationship with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, so I would approach it from the approach is that, you know, from an Islamic perspective, I would focus mm. on four things. Mm. Firstly, the, the client or the or the person who's you know the relationship they have with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, mm. and how they're connected with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you know, through the prayers, through yes, reading the Quran, yes, through yes. Uh, having that kind of connection with Allah, making yes. dua, you know, to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Yes. Secondly, is your relationship with yourself. Yes. You know, you, if you feel shame or you feel stigma or you feel bad about yourself, mm. then we try and help you to overcome that difficulty. You know, mm. building up your self-confidence, your self-esteem. Mm. You know, valuing yourself as as a, as, a, as a servant of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. That's right. And the third thing is your relationship with others. So we will look. You know, if you have a, a difficulty, maybe at home or mm. at work or with with colleagues or you know with others. And the finally is your relationship with creation. You know, are you connecting with your environment, right. with your local, Good. you know, uh, with nature, yes. with the creation of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? How are you connecting to these? I, I like that, brother Said. I've got two minutes left, right? So okay. I like okay. that. So it's it's quite complete. I can I can see that. Practically, yeah. is, is there practical help to also given, or do you then refer on to other organizations? No, we, we, we have people who help internally. So, mm. for example, like advice and guidance. Mm. We have a support group for women. Um, okay, we have uh, spiritual guidance in the mm. masjid. Right. Uh, and then obviously there are things sometimes, you know, we have to be realistic. We mm. can't be yes. everything. You can't be everything to everyone. Yes, Exactly. Yes, so yes, yes. it's very important to refer yes. people to specialists, you know. Exactly, exactly. People yeah. are truly qualified. Exactly. Depend- help as well. Yeah, depending upon the co- you know the, the individual exactly. case, right? And earlier exactly. we were discussing exactly. with Dr. Sarah of Betteridge, exactly. who's a senior psychologist. La- last... Yes. Quick question before I, you know I have to yeah. I have to uh, end is so th- this you you said it's based in the the Midlands area. What about Luton East Mid uh, you know th- this area East Midlands I think we're known as. Yeah. Uh, is, is there services available here too for people who I, are listening? I had I had the last bit of Doctor uh, yes. conversation yes. Um, and obviously now there's lots of kind of nationally there's lots of things that are happening. We yes. know through the yes. uh, we have a directory for Muslim counselors. We also Excellent. have, you know, there's conferences going on, there's mm. information being circulated, there's websites, there's lots of things and I think for our Muslim Fantastic. community, all of us, regardless okay. of where we come from, we need to come together, inshallah, Akhi, uh, and help one another. Akhi Saeed Nasser, uh, Jazakallah Heran, thank you very much from Islamic Advisor and Counselor from Inspirited Minds for joining us on Friday Night Live. I would love to talk to you more, but I've run out of time. Jazakallah Heran. Jazakallah Heran. Jazakallah Heran. Barakallah Heran. May Allah reward you for raising this important topic. Barakallah Heran.
Okay, that was uh, uh, Brother Saeed Nasser. And subhanAllah, two hours have gone by, mashallah. And uh, the, the show's over. Show's over, mashallah. Jazakallah to all of my listeners in Luton, Nottingham, Peterborough, Derby, Sheffield, anywhere else you've been listening to me. It's been fantastic. Great evening. A lot of things being discussed. You know, it's always great to hear from you, our listeners. Until next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.